Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Seems every week there's another mass shooting. And every week, more calls for gun control. But more guns mean less crime. So what are they really after? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, I am back. Football season's over. I will move around a little bit, but I'll pretty much always be on Saturday afternoons, even if there's a basketball game. So if you want to know when I'm on, check out my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. If you sign up for it on the right-hand side, sign up for the blog, you'll get an email uh, letting you know before a show what time it's on. But it seems like every time I am on, I was on last week for Eric Erickson, they interrupted for a press conference talking about the Colorado Springs planned parenthood shooting, which was happening at the time. And now all week this week, the news has been full of the San Bernardino shooting um, in California, which it seems like every week there's either a mass shooting or a terrorist attack. This uh, is reported to be both that uh, there were there that it was both a mass shooting and a terrorist attack. But I got to tell you, some of the details don't, you know, they move around there. They don't make 100 percent sense. And I just get the feeling that the media is definitely no longer especially really particularly the mainstream media, national news, is really not interested in reporting the facts. I do not think they care about ironing out every detail. They don't even stop to think if a, uh, a narrative makes sense. They just take whatever is coming out and they use it to push their agenda. In this case, before the incident was even over. I feel like it's the Rahm Emanuel doctrine on steroids. You know, Rahm Emanuel said, never get, let a good crisis go to waste. It's, it's evolved into, they will shoehorn whatever's happening into the policy agenda they're trying to push, like Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals, which he basically says, do whatever uh, you want with the facts, just make sure that you use it to push your own agenda, even if it doesn't make sense, nobody will even notice. So while uh, the San Bernardino shooters were on the run, Obama was already pounding the table for gun control. I mean, he's he's laying in wait for a crisis to exploit to push gun control, even though, you know, the media doesn't care so much about the facts. They don't the policymakers don't care about or they're they they distort the facts to push a policy agenda that really isn't for what they're saying it's for, in my opinion. Because whether this was just a straight-up mass shooting or a straight-up terrorist attack, either way, we are safer with the ability to defend ourselves. And uh, I know the left and the right go back and forth about that. He said, she said kind of thing. But I have really done my homework on this. There are books written about it. It's they. I think it's such a politically charged topic that uh that a lot of the real data is kind of obscured or misrepresented but i am totally satisfied that at least in this country and the rest of the world it can be argued that 
uh, it makes no difference whether people have guns as far as what the murder rate is. But in this country, there is a correlation between law-abiding citizens having guns and murder rates going down. So, and and the beyond that, the government can't be everywhere at once. They cannot protect everybody, especially in something random and sudden and violent like this. So in this case, in San Bernardino, the shooters went to a totally gun-free zone, a regional center, which is like a social working place, to a holiday party. Uh, and, and one of the people who work there said they do active shooter drills every month at this place, which I have never heard of before. And by coincidence, there was a fully geared up SWAT team uh, nearby who got on the scene within minutes. But still, 14 people died and 21 were wounded. So uh, the, the idea that gun control can help protect you uh, from violent, random acts of terror, mass shooting is just wrong. I mean, you cannot wait for uh, the authorities to come in a, in a real-life immediate situation. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Let me tell you what the media reported about this episode. Uh, the initial report, so this is what, well, while Obama's making his statements about gun control, this is what we're all hearing on the news, that that there were three shooters. They were um, men in masks, all in black. They looked kind of military. Uh, they had kind of ammo vests, which I guess are like uh, armor. And they came in carrying huge guns, lots of ammo, and they targeted this Christmas party for uh, public health workers who take care of dis- disabled kids. It was really... Horrible. CNN was speculating that it was militiamen. To me, it seemed um, that they clearly had military training. Uh, so let's let me let's kind of go back to where we were at that moment. While Obama's making these claims about gun control, we're on the edge of our seats. These people are still on the run. Here's what how one witness described them. Let's uh, hear that clip. Ms. Abdul-McGee, can you describe to me in as much detail as you can, what did the gunman look like? I couldn't see his face. He had a black hat on, and um, from my view, all I could see was just a black hat and black long sleeve shirt, possibly gloves on. Um, he had black cargo pants on, but kind of the zippers on the sides and the big puffy pockets. Uh, he, he had a huge assault rifle and he had extra ammo. He, he's coming ready for, he's coming ready for something to reload. I don't know. He had like magazines. Um, I, I couldn't see what else I saw. It was, I just saw three dressed exactly the same you're you're certain that you saw three men yes it looks like their skin color was yeah was white they looked like they were athletic bills and um they, they they appeared to be tall so that's what we were hearing that's what we were expecting these 
super scary sounding guys on the loose who really sounded uh, militaristic. Like I had no idea what uh, what the story was with these guys. And uh, four hours later, so this went on for four hours at least, a mile or two away, a young couple, a man, Syed Farouk, and a woman, Tashfeen Malik, uh, they're both in their 20s, recently married, had a six-month-old baby. The woman was a stay-at-home mother, and the man worked, supposedly, at the San Bernardino Public Health Department for five years. They were... um, The alleged perpetrators, they were shot to death in a rented black SUV. That's important. And uh, a third person was taken into custody, but we haven't heard anything more about that person. Uh, The officials say that the wife was radicalized online. She was from Saudi Arabia, or that's where they met. She was originally from Pakistan. The husband was born here. And uh, sources say the wife pledged allegiance to ISIS on Facebook moments before the crime. That was... um, Unnamed sources, from what I can tell. And the police say they found stockpiles of weapons, ammo, and explosives in the couple's home. Uh, And they lived with the man's mother. And uh, she and nobody else in the family had any sense of radicalization or uh, or or this of this weaponry. Supposedly, there are 12 pipe bombs in the house and the mother didn't know about that. And there was no reason given for the motive for that location. So they went to this uh, Christmas party. Supposedly, this was in the on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. They went to the party and uh, maybe had an argument and left and then came back. And that's really the only explanation that's given for why they would have targeted this location. But... It was. It's also being assessed that it was well planned out, and they were shot in a rented SUV. It was not their car, so it it they wouldn't have been in a rented car if it was just a spontaneous act of workplace violence. But there's really no details, and I feel like we're never going to get the real details. The people are killed. There's never going to be a trial. You really don't know, and the media doesn't seem to want to button up all their facts. They just want to use uh, bits and pieces of information to promote their policy agenda. And that primarily, like the first thing out of the gate, was gun control. It always seems to be. And the second thing is this uh, more surveillance, of course. And the specific push this week is if you see something say something and that kind of started last week after the paris attacks new york released an app for your phone see something send something and that's the kind of uh police your neighbors kind of thing but the reason i'm really focusing on gun control i've done a a few shows on this recently and uh the reason is it is the last thing on Obama's checklist. At the bottom of the hour, I'm going to play a clip of him saying it's the only thing he has left to do. And what's on his checklist, he seems to get done because socialized medicine is something that this country, the citizens of this country, have never wanted and the Democrats have been trying to get it done for at least 80 years, totally unable to do it. We still didn't want it, yet every branch of government seems to have been compromised to get Obamacare passed. I feel like what Obama wants, he gets. And that's why the fact that this is the last thing on his checklist and he has one more year in office, that I feel like this is the most urgent issue. But it's not for our safety. 
because really the if you actually dig into the data i don't think you can uh back up claims that more guns equal uh more crime more guns equal less crime and i think they know that at the top i do not think gun control is about protecting us like they say it is it's about uh several other things some obvious some not so obvious i want to know what you think the real reasons are they're after the guns. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice, and because of that, one of the most important things to me, well, the most important thing to me is rights and if we preserve our right to self-defense, that's really the only right we need to worry about because everything else kind of falls behind that. What you want as a libertarian is don't touch me or my stuff. And the way you make sure that happens is by engaging in self-defense. You can't trust a government to do that because they want your stuff. You know, so there's a conflict of interest there, and I'm hypersensitive to all of the Bill of Rights, government encroachments on all of them, which are all designed to uh, give us the protection to resist government tyranny. The Second Amendment is the most important one that's still standing, and I am uh, uh, putting it out there. I want to talk about why the gun control is the big policy push for Obama in his last year. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Jacqueline and Buckhead, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. This is Jacqueline. You said my name. Uh, first of all, I love your show. and Happy to hear I do, that. <laughs> I do believe that they are interested in disarming American citizens and... Um, uh, I think that's the reason why they keep harping on the whole gun control thing, because if we're disarmed, then they're able to move forward with even more aggressive agendas later on without us having the ability to protect ourselves. And yeah, I just want I agree. to say uh, really quick, just in regards to California, they have some of the strictest gun laws in the United States, but yet uh, that mass shooting and terrorism still happen because I was obviously the criminals don't seem to care the same as Paris, so that was what yeah. I wanted to say. Thank you so much, and that is true, that the criminals don't care about gun laws, and, and I really, like, I had to immerse myself in the question mentally, how can it be that taking away people's guns does not reduce murder? Because it doesn't. I mean, they, it is clear. The evidence is clear. If you really look for actual valid studies, and the reason is the guns are out there. It's like any black market for drugs, for illegal labor. If you have a black market, which is always created by government laws, like a wage floor from welfare or drug, the drug war, you have a black market that is going to thrive. The guns are there. They are going to be gotten by the criminals who want them. That is just a fact. So if you take them away from... Uh, law-abiding people, you're disarming them, you are creating a situation where the criminals have those guns, they can hurt you, and they know that they can. So even if they think that you're armed and you're not, you're safer. So it's crystal clear the logic of it and the evidence, but there is a deeper agenda. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
festive and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at WSB. It got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. If you ask me where has been the, the, the one area where I feel that uh, I've been most frustrated and most stymied. Uh, it is the fact that uh, the United States of America is the one advanced nation on earth in which we do not have sufficient common sense gun safety laws, uh, even in the face of repeated uh, mass killings. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the number of Americans killed since 9-11 by terrorism, it's less than 100. Uh, if you look at the number that have been killed by uh, gun violence, it's in the tens of thousands. And for us not to be able to resolve that issue has been uh, uh, something that uh, is distressing, uh, but it is not something that uh, I intend to, to stop working on in the remaining 18 months. That was President Obama in July talking to the BBC about what was left undone in his presidency, and that was it. Gun control, what he calls common sense gun laws. But common sense would tell you that the population of Chicago, which suffers an astronomical murder rate in some of those neighborhoods and inner cities, are uh, would be safer if the law-abiding citizens were permitted to own guns, which they are, generally speaking, not. It Violent criminals, and it's actually a very small percentage of even criminals, are people who would commit murder. They are not deterred by committing murder, much less what they call mala prohibita laws, laws that prohibit things that the government says are bad. You're not keeping the guns out of their hands. That is proven. Common sense would tell you, let the law-abiding people protect themselves or they won't be just uh, uh, there waiting to be slaughtered. And I I know he, know, I, I don't know, but I feel confident he'd have to be, never have done any homework on this, not to know that it's true. I just read an article, uh, a study that I'd read before it was from the 2007, so it's fairly recent, Harvard Journal of Law and Public Policy. I really cannot believe they published this. It's called uh, Would Banning Firearms Reduce Murder and Suicide? A Review of International and Some Domestic Evidence. And it's not, it's crystal clear that in this country, more guns do equal less crime. So what are they really after? Uh, I asked you that question, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And I'm going to Marty. Hi, Marty. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm glad to hear you instead of the normal sound bites this afternoon. I definitely um, say stuff that's different. I'll, tell, I'll give you that. Yeah, I know. So, here's the deal. Um, you asked the question why yeah. they would want our guns, and that's because, as the first caller said, uh, they won't be able to control us if we're not armed. Uh, in countries that are not armed, the citizenry are more like slaves than citizens. Uh, they're more like subjects. Uh, I don't feel in danger because I live in the country. I'm a truck driver. And I'm a moving target, <laughs> so yeah. it's hard for me to get it. 
but you know, I listen to a great gun talk show on the radio, and they make a lot of good sense. Um, yeah, I agree that it's about uh, it's this vision. That's why it comes from the left. Ideologically, it comes from the left. I really believe it actually is above ideology, that it's this yeah. uh, push towards world government. They know they actually have to disarm the people in order to get that. But ideologues and maybe Obama is like this. They have a vision of a of a controlled society with an elite who can right, be you know, who can be I responsible. That, if I say that at home. My wife thinks I'm a wacko nut job. Oh, no, I don't think you're wacko. It just makes sense. They have a vision of society that doesn't that does not respect the sovereign citizen. And he would never, though, I I would say no one on the ideological left uses the expression sovereign citizen, which is the exact opposite of subject, which you brought up. We are not subjects. They are our sovereign citizen would be the Bundy guy out there in Arizona. That's how they think. And all the people. That came to his, um, I don't know, Aid. defense, if you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was, I had pride for that. It didn't get us yes. anywhere, I don't believe, but that was really nice to see them not create a war, not make the problem bigger, but getting out there and having a, a show of force. They did, and they did make the government stand down. There are some weird, there were a few strange details about that case, like he was on federal land, and I, I did a whole show on it, and it was absolutely. Uh, I respected very much that the people went out and stood shoulder to shoulder with him for the principles they at least thought they were defending. And the interesting lesson there was that with a show of force, really, the government cannot dominate the people, which is why I think they always focus on what they're now calling long guns uh i had to to, um freedom act radio who tweeted that earlier today that they are focused on long guns and most almost all all murders are done with handguns so why are they always after what they call the long guns well long guns are defensive you can stand on your roof and keep somebody off your property there's better aim longer range and that's it's it's like a tell that that's what they're after that's what they care about because that's what they are threatened by i'm going to jeff in kennesaw jeff you're on with monica hey monica how are you good how are you doing good i'm a first-time listener first time calling in um i just believe this was a subject that i had to try and make a phone call to you about great um kennesaw is the only city in the united states where it is the law to own a gun if you own a house, you're required to own a gun. And I can tell you that our crime rate is probably one of the lowest in the country. Um, I was just reading, Jeff, let me interrupt you for a second. I was just reading in the in the study I cited at the top of the segment here, the Harvard study, that in colonial America, across the colonies, there were requirements... Uh, and post-colonial America for households to have guns, both as members of the militia and just as householders. If you were a woman, you were not a member of the militia, but if you were the head of the household, you were still required to have a gun, and the murder rate was very low. It's hard to get all the the data, but murder rates only went up when people got so-called like civilized, lived in safer places, and gun ownership went down, there's there's real patterns in history. Uh, oh, before yeah. the Civil War, when gun ownership went down, murder rates went up, and then after the Civil War, gun ownership spiked because of all the extra arms, and murder rates went down again. Well, and if you look at if you look at the past at other countries where their gun rights were removed, 
what followed that shortly after was a government that was basically taking control of the people. That's the thing that I'm really worried about is uh, people, even even if you don't see that pattern, now in England and France in the wake of Paris, especially in France, but England has always used terrorism as an excuse to uh, surveil the people and crack down on the people, take away those kind of rights, that that you look at them, the places with a lot of gun control, and I have people from those countries saying, look, the government isn't knocking on my door like Nazis, stealing my art, taking my grandparents away. And my answer is this. We, the, the United States, sets the standard for uh, the world that we have our rights and as long as we have those rights, as long as we have the gun rights, other countries can't go bananas on their citizens or will double down. They have to, they have to uh, stand with us. Uh, they have to respect us. Get a little echo there, Jeff. They have to respect us and uh, respect our Second Amendment rights as long as we have them. And then once we fall, then they'll all fall because it'll be the equivalent of absolute power. And I actually think the ultimate point is really to have a world governed, to move towards a, a world entity institution like the UN that has authority to use force. You can see us moving towards that. There was a thing called Strong Cities Initiative that came out in September. The White House press release didn't even mention the UN. But if you look at the Department of Justice, it is a UN movement. It talks about best practices in Amer- uh, international best practices through the UN being uh, employed in U.S. cities to fight what they call violent extremism in U.S. cities. So you can, it, you it can all- read the plans if you if you order the UN Agenda 21 that President Bush was the first one to support. And I then, remember uh, that. Recently, if people speak about that UN Agenda 21, they they get excited, so they ask them not to use that term. So they, in my opinion, they've hidden it all behind green power, sustainable this, you know. Yeah, I they, think it's actually, I think they just unleashed, like, Goals 2030 or something. I think it's like the next generation of Agenda 21, and I haven't read it yet. Yeah. But I know uh, I'm eager to, because I think yeah. a lot of that stuff is buried in there. Yeah, now I, I struggled for a long time with why. And I can tell you, I watched a documentary called Mass Extinction, Life at the Brink. Most of the documentary was about how the dinosaurs died, but it came up with a program to figure out if animals are being extinct at the same rate. At the, at the tail end of that video, they talk about one of the big projects that they're currently working on, which is the Wildlands Project, and that's to move the people so the animals can move. They basically figured out that if we keep living the way we've been living in our cities, animals, most 60% of the animals will be extinct, which means we will be extinct in 200 years. Um, to me, this is the reason for the whole movement. To gain but I don't believe that. Do you believe that? No, I do believe that. Really? I do. I see, I see the animals fighting for, you know, their, their existence every day. Well, I'll tell I, you, I, I my only bit, I'll let you finish, and then I'm going to tell you what I yeah. think. Go, finish. I, I live in suburbia, and I've got coyotes running through my neighborhood. They can't survive when they're trapped by big cities. Yeah, that's true. And, and That is true. Like that. I've seen that. 
and they they are hungry up there and i actually saw human beings living like that when i went into the deep jungle in peru where i know a missionary priest uh as their habitat they were hunter-gatherers got fenced off they the animals couldn't move onto their land anymore now, I don't know if that's a practical way to live in the modern world, but the reason I am a little bit questioned the sustainability idea is, and and I don't know about this book, I used to really like it, but I've started to wonder, called The Skeptical Environmentalist, which says that just based on our current technology, we could feed off the land 14 billion people and that the population is expected to top out at 11 billion so that there isn't after the what the real green revolution which was the agricultural kind of second agricultural revolution in the 60s there there became no real uh constraints on human population on earth but you know i think science has been corrupted at this point so even these gun statistics I was looking into, it has taken me a long time to, you know, look through the push back the brush and find the real stats on this stuff. So I think it's it's it could take you a lifetime. You could write a PhD on any one of these subjects, and uh, and not know the absolute truth. But I've got lots of calls coming up. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Uh, Lee is going to tell us why you just can't convince some people that common sense gun laws means allowing citizens the right to self-defense. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Talking about the number one, actually the only thing left on Obama's checklist in his own words, and that's common sense gun control or gun laws, which of course aren't common sense gun laws. They defy common sense. And there's obviously something going on beneath the surface there. I'm going to go through my list uh, in the next segment uh but i want to know yours 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk i'm going to ken in buford hi ken you're on with monica hey monica long time listener first time caller awesome uh, thanks i i was hearing on the talk radio the other day and i'm pretty sure it was on 95.5 that somebody in congress had tried after all of this had occurred somebody in congress had tried to pass a bill putting people on the terrorist no-fly list on the same list as felons to prevent them from purchasing firearms. But then I heard that this bill didn't get passed (coughs) because the IRA spent countless amounts of money to stop it, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. The IRA, the Irish Republican Army? No, 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 NRA, I'm part of it. I was like, wow, <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a long time. The NRA wanted to stop it? Come on. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, some people think the NRA has been infiltrated and that Gun Owners of America is the is last one. And then there's Georgia Carey, I think. But, I mean, what's your explanation? I don't have a lot of time, but what's your gut on that? Well, it just it's my belief that they, again, hold this policy that the right to bear arms is given to anybody, that... Their belief is that nobody should be put on any type of a list to prevent them from purchasing firearms. But if we know these individuals are a threat to our society, why not put them out there? It just uh, doesn't yeah. make sense. I'll tell you, my um, I've given a lot of thoughts of like where your limits come from, and I actually feel like background checks do 
penalize law-abiding people. Everyone has to show their papers. It's like e-verify with illegal immigrants. Why not just what you really care about with immigrants is that they don't vote and they don't go on welfare. Those are government activities the government can prevent without having regular people have to show their papers to get a job. Similarly, with background checks, I feel like uh, maybe maybe this is a little bit tongue in cheek, but if you've lost your right to bear arms, maybe you need to get like a little mark, you know, a little tattoo on your behind your ear or something, a little X that you can't do it because I don't want to have to show my papers. But I do think there are some people who have who have forfeited their right. I'm going to tell you uh, I'll tell you about that after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.